The Tangent Egg Podcast is aimed at a mature audience. It contains themes that are not appropriate for all listeners. It's important to note that we are not experts. We routinely have no idea what we're talking about and are just three idiots sitting around a table. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Tangent Egg Podcast. I'm Seth, and unfortunately, again, it's just swoosh with me this week. Poor bastards, you have to deal with just us. Uh, Jondo has gotten to his new home. He's still in the process of setting up, though, and he's not quite ready to jump back into the board. So hopefully he will be back next week. Yes, theoretically you will be able to hear his honeyed, dulcet tones later. So, uh, it's been a bit of a slow week on the news front, though. Um, yeah, I've been trying to find anything that we can normally talk about, but there's really not a lot going on. <coughs> Apart from <coughs> Seth dying occasionally of, like, oh, yeah. Pneumonia. Oh, look, I've been meaning to do so much more stuff with our Facebook lately, but, uh, I like to think I've managed to hide it reasonably well with my editing, but I have had pneumonia. Like, honestly, from the editing I've heard so far, I, I don't think I've heard any major coughing fits or anything, so it's been pretty good. Yeah, I've been pretty good at editing around <laughs> that stuff, and, uh, but, I mean, like, I, I meant this year to spend a lot more time, like, on the Facebook, talking to the community, but it's like, I've just been like, oh, I'm at home, I'm dying. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, so the big one we found this week was that the C one of the CEO the presidents at uh, Sony, mm. he has decided that well not decided stated that they want to be more aggressive on improving their margin performance and they want to do this by going multi-platform. Yeah, but multi-platform basically just means PlayStation and PC. They want to shorten the time that something goes out on PlayStation and then comes to PC. Surprise, surprise, opening yourself up to an entirely different market brings in more money. Well, I mean, like, look at Helldivers. <clears throat> oh, uh, we're going to talk about it in a minute, but, like, just referencing it now. Yeah. Um, that has been, uh, I think it knocked Powerworld off for uh, sales. Mm. And yeah. that was a, that's a Sony product. Uh, they they helped back some of that. It's, a, it's only on Sony's console. Mm. Got it on PC, and it exploded <clears throat> out the game. Oh yeah, it's done so well. So, uh, yeah, I am absolutely on board with this. Like, we've been whinging for ages to, you know, Sony, we're not your competition. Yeah. Coming to PC is literally just opening yourself up to a bigger market. We want to give you money. Let us give you money. And now they're finally letting us give them money. Yeah, uh, I mean, oh. we're still getting the next Horizon next month, which I'm really looking yeah. forward to playing. I've heard many good things about it. I enjoyed it. And I hope that means we're not going to have to wait so long to get Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, because I'm pretty sure I'm just going to pick that one up on PC. But it's one of those things, like, I I want their back catalogue, but I'm very happy we're getting the new stuff at least. So, Look, man, I'll take what I can get. Pretty much. More, like... more cool games. Sony's always <laughs> been known for its quality on single player. Yeah. That was well, their stalwart. Like, Xbox oh, was your multiplayer console. PlayStation was single player, so if more of those single player titles are going to come on my PC, yeah. I'm nothing but happy. So happy. And that concludes the news for the week. Yeah, that's pretty much all we could find. <laughs> it's been real quiet. I mean, like, most of the stuff has just been like people playing Power World and what we're about to talk about, Helldivers. Everything's mm. been about Helldivers. Honestly, I'm just really happy we didn't start a uh, one off with like new batch of layoffs or something. I know, right? We've had a couple episodes where we haven't had to do that. It's felt really yeah. good. 
it's been amazing not having to start everything with doom and gloom. Instead, it's like Sony doing good things for once, as opposed to Sony being shit. I know, right? Are we sure we, we didn't fall through universes again? Like, I mean, maybe. Is it still Berenstein or is it Berenstein? We have to check. But anyway. Or is it Baron Stan now? Baron Stan. God, Baron Stan. But, like, Helldivers has taken up a very large chunk of our week. Uh, yeah. Not yeah, going to lie. Basically, yeah, yeah. It, it came out when we did the recording last week, which was just the two of us again. And about an hour after that, we were in-game. Yeah. And having an amazing time. It's been really fun. Like, it's a very... I wouldn't say simple game. It's a very in-depth game at times. But it's reliant on you and the people in your squad kind of knowing what you're doing. And we're not always good at that sometimes. Yeah, we're a little... Brain goes everywhere. Yeah, we're very much the same... We play games the same way we do this podcast. God, we start off meaning well, but then God knows where we end up. We oh, see look. something shiny in the distance and run for it, which is not great in Helldivers when there are shiny things in the distance that reward you with fake monies. So your brain goes, yes, dopamine, that way, go. Well, the thing is, at the start, we're usually a pretty coordinated team. We'll drop all the bombs correctly. We'll move through the areas, slaughtering everything. By the end of the PlayStation, we're like, we're stuck on point one. We've been here for 15 minutes. We need to move. Yeah, look, why are we still here? It's like, because there's death and we can't stop. Oh, that or getting distracted. It's like, I have to go back for my gear. It's like, I can just drop new gear. No, I must go I back know. First. We really got to, like, I think that's probably one of our biggest problems. We get a little too obsessed with just getting it back instead yeah. of just summoning it again. The only thing we lose is samples and we can always get more of those later. Like, they, we need to learn to run away. <laughs> yeah. Because there is a, we found, um, what was it? The jump between normal and challenging. Uh, uh, medium and challenging. Medium and challenging, yeah. And the jump being in medium, you can still just fight everything. You can, you can take out whatever you want to. You can breeze through it all. Uh, you can go back and get your stuff. And you can hold your own. Just stand and make your stand. Um, when it gets to challenging, you can't do that. You can't stop and make a stand because then more shit turns up and you have to run. Or you have and, to very aggressively shut it down. Yeah. Like, very, very aggressively. Which normally ends up with your teammates being killed by your own bombs, but, you know. We, we have died more often or not to our own stratagem bombs than to anything else in that game. Uh, look, the... the Don't have a problem with the 120 mil. I think that one's tight enough. Hmm. But things like the 130, it's just like, this is too broad. Like, we're just going to shoot ourselves. Yeah. Basically, it's a barrage of just bullets from orbit. Uh, the 120 is at least, like, nice and condensed to a small area. The bigger one, like, the 250, whatever it is, but... Uh, the one, uh, 380. 380? That thing, the spread on that... We were standing a good, like, 80 meters away and just watched one of our teammates get destroyed by an errant shell. Because yeah. it also depends on where you are in the map, which I love, because your ships hover in the center of the map and they send their stratagems out from there. So, if you have something like the Airburst, which is basically just an orbital shotgun, I love that thing. Oh, yeah. But if you're on the very edge of the map, that comes in at, like, a 45-degree angle and just makes the area of effect so much bigger. Yeah. And if 
if you're not paying attention, you can splatter yourself across the field. Oh, yeah. And I've done that so many times. Um, that's why I mostly switch to using the the eagle, the little fighter yeah. jet things, so you can summon in air support. That thing is great. I love those ones. Because the yeah, lion's be always across your, your vision. Yeah. You throw it. Yeah, the problem with those is they're theoretically limited charges. Hmm. Basically, get like you get more, three. But... Yeah, you get three, then it does a resupply, and it can take like six or seven minutes, which when you're on a 40-minute map isn't too bad. Yeah. But anything else, nah, once you're, they're done, they're done. Yeah, pretty much. It's, a, it's an amazing game, though. Like, uh, the community's great. Like, I'm yeah. so funny. A friend of mine told me to check out the Helldivers subreddit. Mm. so good it's just people having fun no yeah. one's being a dick everyone's just having a good time democracy for everyone but it's <laughs> I just it feels like Starship Troopers with the numbers filed off it is so much fun only if you fight the Terminids yeah when you're fighting the, the robots it honestly feels like off-brand Terminator yeah like it's really really fun those rocket guys though like each um, enemy has their own things that are horrible. The charges and the bugs. These big armored hulks will not stop following you, and they will eat the hell out of you. They will just knock you down and then continue to fuck you up. You know Meanwhile, what counters those nicely though? Orbital bombardment. Nah, railgun. Oh, fair. Four railgun shot slugs anywhere kills them. Nice. I have to remember that for the next time we play. Um, but then there's like in the the robot section. There's these just generic guys who have a rocket launcher, but that rocket launcher can just screw you over. One shot, like a good solid hit, and you're down. Uh, no, uh, that varies. If you've got full health, you can take one round. Yeah. But if you've but... lost any health, you're dead. I, I do like the fact that if you die, you're dead. You're just replaced by a guy wearing your armor. Like, yeah. it's amazing. It's openly drop in another guy from the deep freeze. Like, there you go, there's a new guy, it's probably you. It's fine. Okay. Like you can change the name, uh, well not the name, but you can change the um, the voices and stuff to be perpetual and just always the same. So you can have that, you know, fantasy of being clones or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. But I really like the fact you can randomize it and it's like, just give me a random person now. I, I think I'm it this suits person. the fiction a lot more. The idea yeah. that they just, oh, he's dead, defrost another one, send him down. The fun thing is trying to figure out who my longest has been. I think I had one who survived three drops before finally dying. I couldn't tell you. I don't yeah. really care that much. Yeah. But it's so much fun. Uh, yeah, it it's... is. That and, like, the, the tiles they have are randomized in a way that is almost seamless, I swear. Like, some of them we see is like, oh, we know what that's going to be here. But occasionally, yeah. that's different. There's little sections of it that change in well, that tile that is also think, randomized. Something that works really well is like the like uh, item tiles mm. are always the same. Yeah. You're never like, okay, there should be a bunker around here. Where's the bunker? Yeah. You're like, it's there. It's always there every time. You yeah. don't have to wonder, but that tile may not be used this map. Um, it may be in wildly different places that may not even look even kind of the same yeah although many times so picturesque ah oh, like it's a gorgeous game i'm not gonna lie there but there's also so many little things interspersed in this game that make it so much more immersive like the fact that if you select a mission your ship will move like over the planet you're orbiting 
You want to know something better? What? You're selecting a mission, it tells you how many Ks away it is, and then yeah. while the ship's moving, counts them down. Oh, that's awesome. I hadn't noticed that. That's brilliant. Um, there is a, a fact that the amount of ships around a planet correlates to how many people are playing the game in that area. Mm. Uh, so you can, at a glance, look at it like, this is a pretty heavily fortified area. This is great. Uh, there is a fan theory. We have not confirmed this yet, or at least the game devs haven't, that you see uh, fire raining down from other ships every so often. The th running theory is that's people using stratagems. So it might not be the exact stratagem, but it might be picking them, uh, picking up saying, hey, this person used a stratagem from that ship. Have one of the ships do a thing. Hmm. Um, I'm pretty like sure, it, like, when you drop, you'll also notice there'll be, like, other hell pods in the background. Yeah. Um, similarly, a lot of people are like, that's other people dropping. Yeah. Like, I would love it if it's correct, and I really hope it is, but it's like, it's not confirmed yet, so we can't be 100% sure. But it's still cool. Yeah. Uh, the fact that, like, <laughs> a lot of the stuff is behind a paywall, but at the same time, they give you so much of that currency that it's yeah. not really much of an issue. They've got that line, like, straddling that line between giving too much and keeping enough that it's not feeling like a ripoff. Well, um, so far from what I've seen, nothing I could buy in the cash shop, hmm. I couldn't get from the battle pass. Well, that's the thing, like, all it is is cosmetic. It gives the same kind of bonuses um, than anything else. I only bought one because I liked the look of it. It just gave me Mandalorian vibes. Like, I like this. I want to get the thing. Uh, and all it does is give me, I think it's um, extra grenades, which I already got a stock standard one from yeah. the thing that gave me extra grenades. It's like, that's awesome. I'm not getting anything overly, you know, useful. Uh, it's useful in a way, but it's not different. It's not unique. It I don't have to get the... this thing cash shop is basically just oh you want that thing now sure mm. you can spend some money and get it now if you really want yeah or you can use the premium currency you get from the battle pass to do it or you can literally find premium currency in the levels yeah so well, i think that only goes to the person who picks it up because i haven't seen mine tick up whenever we get it so which is even then I, it's not I, too bad i doubt that simply because everything else hmm is shared, so why yeah. would you just not share that? Yeah, it, it seems weird. Maybe it's just my account being weird. But at the same time, I I don't mind. I'm still enjoying everything. I'm getting everything I, mean, I need. I'm not even through the battle pass, and I have enough premium currency to buy the other battle pass. Yeah, and I like what they've done. The entire game is very much squad-based, and it's not being in the way of like everything is shared. Like you said, all the samples and upgrade items are shared amongst everyone. So there's no infighting as, oh, I wanted that sample, or I need this sample. It's like, we all have that sample, it's yeah. fine. As long as someone gets on the dropship with it all, you're golden. Yeah. Um, Pretty much, as long as someone can evac with it, we got it yeah. all. And even then, if you complete all objectives, you haven't failed the mission. No. Which other games was like, no, no, you have to evac now. I was like, no, the mission was still done. Screw you. Okay. I did things. Give me, Give me things for it. Whereas in this case, you could have the timer run out and then everyone die, and it's, you don't get overly penalized for it in any way. It's like, alright, cool. You, think, you sent a bunch of bodies at it. That's fine. I think the only thing that kind of breaks the immersion is that once the mission's done, if your squad dies, it still drops in fresh uh, Helldivers. Yeah. It's like, the mission's done. Why are you dropping more guys back into the AO? Just to extract. It's like, it's a bit of a strange one, but once you set up the extraction um, 
like route thing, that's when it when everyone dies, I'll do it, which is a bit yeah, of a strange. It'll drop you back in. Will it? Yeah, it'll drop yeah. you back in. It's weird. Oh. Like I said, it's the only immersion break I've run into in the game. Is yeah, I've called the chopper in to pick me up. I've died. Why did you drop another guy in to then get picked up? Yeah, we're done. <laughs> He, he's basically just going on, like, that weird elevator ride. Like, it's like that kid who goes on the escalator up and down all day. But, uh, it, it's a very finely tuned game out the gate, which, honestly, I'm very happy to see for once. Yeah. Like, between yeah. Power World and this, I, I'm liking the direction that people are going of, hey, look, a game that works out the gate. You can just play it. Like, neat. I like this. This is fun. Pretty uh, much. And even better is, like, we don't have a hugely varied amount of um, biomes yet. That's because we haven't got deep enough in the game. So the community I, has to push forward. Today uh, we like uh, last night we actually completed the weekly objective. Oh nice! So the, the one that every player is working toward. Yeah. Um, which was to push all the terminids out of one of the systems, so we're officially fully into the next system, which has nice. four planets with new biomes. Ooh, that's gonna be good because I um, when I log uh, in I should have that which would be good one of them's an archipelago um, one of them's uh, sort of a temperate sort of environment yeah uh, one of them's uh, it looks like a moon it's oh, not it's fun. a planet but it gives me like if I was running around in the moon vibes and there's a yeah. desert that's pretty cool I that new biomes are fun it's gonna be good <coughs> um, but the fact that like those weekly pushes are there and we get like a, I think it's like a thousand uh, uh, ten thousand credits ten thousand credits which is very useful to spend on stratagems and other things I mean top level stratagems cost ten thousand credits yeah and because it's a weekly objective that everyone's working towards the bonuses are just given to you yeah you don't have like, to be there on the time and part of the squad that pushed the last terminate off the planet doesn't work like that no. It's a community thing. All of you working together as the Helldivers got this done. And like, honestly, the way it's going is we have to push the Terminids back to, I think it's four sectors back, to put in a firewall, essentially, to stop them coming at us again. Yeah. But then the other side of the the map are the robots getting closer and closer. Uh, once we push those guys back, I want to see what they unleash, because there used to be, according to a friend of ours who's played the original... I played it too. I never, I never got round to it. Um, but apparently the Illuminati was the third faction that yeah, used to pop up. that was the third in the original game. So I'm thinking, as soon as we get to a point where we've thinned out the numbers of these other two, they might just go, Hell, by the way, Illuminati, have fun. Yeah, I would actually be expecting that as part of some kind of seasonal update. Yeah, which would be good. Just throw a wrench into everything so that all the, the progress we make is undone, but in an interesting way. Mm. Uh, and let's dump some lore in as well, which is always fun. I mean, I've got to agree with some of the reviews I've been seeing. This has got to be, like, the best co-op shooter I've played since I really got into Left 4 Dead. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I normally hate any co-op game. I, you have to have specific people to play with, but even pugging with this game seems okay. Yeah. I've only done a couple, but that's not bad. Um, I don't hate everyone we get paired with, but... I think the thing that just helps is the fact that because it's such a... Like, everything's shared, everything... It's a communal goal. No one feels like they need to shit on anyone. Yeah. I mean, there are other people who dive headfirst and everything and have to keep getting resurrected, but after oh, a certain course. point, you just stop resurrecting them. Because um, it's like... 
if someone keeps diving headfirst in, it's like, alright, I'll give you a res when you calm yourself down. We'll, we'll do it that way. When your farm is officially calmed, we'll deal with this. Also, I found out recently, because uh, last night we were playing, but my system decided to be evil and just kicked me out. Uh, if you use their in-game chat, it reads it out loud. Huh. So, if you get a chat in, uh, inbound chat, it kind of just reads it out in the Microsoft Sand voice. But that means you don't have to like get distracted checking chat. It just kind of pops up. That's good. Which is quite um, nice. It's although, nice I did find the option that'll fix one of your biggest problems with the game, Swish. Which one? I There's have... an option to turn off auto-switch to picked-up gun. I have died so many times because of that goddamn thing. Yes, I need that. I'll find that today. Yeah. I'll, I'll, when we're playing, I'll show it to you. Because, yeah. Turning that on means that I can pick up my grenade launcher and not be like, oh shit, and then blow myself up with it. The amount of times I have hip-shot my grenade launcher at something right next to me. Yeah. Ah! Uh, like, things I can't even be angry. It's my own stupidity. Uh, which, like, that game... Everything we do, even the, mo the more harder difficulties we were on, like challenging, and the one we tried above that, which is Rectus. Uh, hard. Hard. It is challenging, and it is difficult, but you get... Dark horror, we're fucking scrubs in this game. Oh, we're, we're horrible. Um, but it's so, like, gratifying when you get through a challenging run. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like and you, you absolutely crush it, it feels amazing. Yeah. It, it's just the... All the dopamines. Just all of it forever. But at the same time, like, even when we're losing, sometimes the just sheer terror is just oh. as energizing. That first bloody Titan fight we went on. Oh my god, fuck. So oh, that was the scariest who, shit. For anyone who hasn't played yet, there are a thing called Bile Titans, which are giant bugs. They're at least like eight stories tall, essentially. Big ass legs, giant glowing core to it. It spits venom. It's terrifying. The first time we played this game, we were searching for it, couldn't find it, because we were just surrounded by mist and, like, spores from this weird We hadn't yet figured out thing. how to get rid of the mist. Yeah, we didn't realize that we could actually get rid of it by shooting this giant mushroom thing. Um, and all I know is we've turned around, I'm checking something, I just hear, like, Seth screaming. I was like, what's happened? Turn around to see this giant death hulk of a bug walking through the mist destroying us. It's like, See, oh like, god. The thing is, when it's, before it triggers, it's, like, squatting on the ground, so it's under the fog layer. Yeah. All I've seen is it rise up out of the fog, and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah. It, it's, the entire game is just so atmospheric. Like, everything about it. Half the time, if we're in the fog, unless it's a real detriment, we don't shut down those mushroom things. We just let that be, unless we want to get the extra points. But, like, just walking around the bug areas with spores and just seeing silhouettes for a fraction of a second run by. Because the bugs can't see you in the spores as well, either. They're not mm. as good at seeing. So, it's the blind leading the blind, but you can just see traces on the edge of vision, and it just messes with you at times. It's so well done. Or you'll see, like, the just the top of a bigger bug. Yeah. You know that motherfucker ain't alone. Yeah, there's always something near it. Or you see just the red eyes of a robot just walking out oh, in the dark. Dude. Like, ah. When those robots all trigger on you, you just see the string of red lights go off. It's just like, oh, fuck! Yeah, yeah. And you see one, like three of them pick up rocket launchers and just panic. Because uh, it's just death. Thankfully, those rocket launchers actually have very poor accuracy. 
They do, yes. Uh, then there's the, the environmental effects. There's mines around the place, uh, which the red, like the ones the robots are red, but currently the big planet we have to fight them on has red grass. Yeah. Uh, so they, we have exploded a lot in the last few days, uh, like a lot. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's other things like these weird <coughs> pustules. If you stand on, they launch you. They just ragdoll you. They do bugger all damage, but. If you're holding, say, a stratagem that is going to be a large amount of weapons fire and stand on one of those, you drop the stratagem directly oh, yeah. where you are. Uh, and that's there, what, there goes your squad. <laughs> that's one of the craziest things about it, like the stratagem stuff. Like, you would expect, like, oh, you just put it away if you get hit or something. No, no, you drop it. You drop it. It activates. Every time. Like, if you get shot and fall over, like, you're not dead. Oh. You just get knocked over, ragdolled. You just drop the stratagem and it goes off wherever it lands. That's like that murdered three out of four of us at one point as we were extracting. We were running through to the extraction, like the Pelican, the the airdrop ship. I'm queuing up a thing as a final fuck you to the the level, just to throw that out. And a robot hit me from far away, jostled my character enough to drop essentially a line of uh, artillery fire from the Eagle, and only one of us made it out. Yeah, so that was fun. We were at the finish line, and we, we fell over. And we laughed our asses off. Yeah, we it did. It was great. It didn't feel like a loss. It felt hilarious. Yeah. It, uh. It's just such a good game. And we and like we haven't been playing like, oh, we're just going to jump on and play like one mission. We've been playing like four or five hours of this every day. It's like, so we're easy. We're feeding this thing so hard. The, the problem is it's so easy to spend at least an hour because you have like one 40 minute mission normally paired with a 10 to 12 -er, um after that yeah i just link together to get extra stuff and we play four or five of those and then we look at the clock like ah oh, shit i have work in the morning i have to go to bed yeah i know right but they're the best kind of games to be honest where you lose track of time because you're just having fun with people yeah and, and yeah. like let it like no question here we're having a shitload of fun oh absolutely like if we ever get around to streaming, we probably would stream this game, but... I highly suggest, like, if you gotta... Like, I'm not gonna say play it if you're alone. Yeah. Yes, you can just huggy, but it's it's not as good. Yeah. I think when... the thing that makes this game so much fun is that we're all in a Discord call, talking shit, while we play. Yeah, definitely. And for that fucking amazing go go find out your old left for dead buddies oh and see yes. if you can talk him into playing this game with you because you will have an amazing time we've managed to hook in a few of our mates now so i think we almost have enough for two squads <laughs> we're one person short of being able to run two squads at all times yeah pretty much so although it's really great because anytime someone's like all right i'm out i've got to go eat dinner or i'm done for the day swap in next person yeah we're just paying someone else in it's great but ah it's such a vibrant game is probably the best way I can put it. Like, yeah. everything's fast-paced. You don't feel like anything's dragging. You're always moving. Um, if you stop, you die. Like, that's how this works. But you either got you, to aggressively stop, and I know that yeah. sounds like a really weird way to say it, but you have to clear everything if you want to stop. Yeah. So you there have to, with extreme prejudice, murder everything in your vicinity if you want to stop. Yeah. Or you have to keep on hustling. Yeah. 
I, and if you've ever once enjoyed anything from the Starship Troopers kind of franchise, this game is for you. Like, the f only thing it's missing is the occasional, would you like to know more? That's all it's missing, and it's just Starship Troopers the game. Oh, yeah. It's great. And when you're fighting the Terminids, it feels like Starship Troopers. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like that's the thing. Like, when just you're like, fighting the robots, it feels like you're doing the war in the future. Yeah. It, it does help, I swear, those, like, those, uh, the planets they're on have been geared towards those kind of biomes as well. Like, I I'm really... looking forward to the, the desert one we'll play later tonight, to be honest, because... Oh, yeah. That's just going to be Starship Troopers to a T. Oh, yeah. Um, I really hope one of the robot maps is an urban one. Oh, that would be really fun. That'd be entertaining, actually, because, like... I know, right? Currently, it's all of open land. You do find some little things, but you don't find any big settlements or anything. Yeah. I would be keen to see if they could do a settlement or something. I'd just love to see the robots walking around a, a city. Like a ruined street would be so Like, I don't really fun. care about the bugs. The bugs I actually like having the more open, organic yeah. maps. Hmm. But robots feel like they should be in a more industrialized location. Yeah. So I would love to see a more urban map come out for them. The horror that would just, for that like, would be great. Just walking down a road around the corner comes a patrol. Like, oh god, the pain. Oh, we just started fighting the... We just started encountering the dreadnought thing the oh the that thing is evil beast something i can't remember what it's yeah. actually called in game but it looks like a dreadnought from 40k it really <laughs> does like i saw that like that's from 40k come on and they are uh, terrifying yeah yeah they are yeah they're fucking they, they like they're all armor on the front so mm. if you don't have good armor pen you're not getting through that you can get to the weak spot on the back they're really easy to kill but you know in the panic of the moment it can be yeah. really hard to do Hell, we found just a random tank at one point and damn near shit ourselves because we just oh, couldn't yeah. get around the damn thing. Again, very easy to kill once you do, but you gotta do it. And occasionally when that happens, like, alright, I now have to actually start strategizing with my friends. It's it's yeah. less bullshit and more, oh god, do the thing. You go over there, I'll do this. Although, like, I know we made fun of it. Like, we, we have so many times brought up the fucking division shit with the, yeah. the players. We started doing that shit. We have absolutely because we'll run up to a base and be like, you know, all, you know, air burst out. It'll go off and it'll be like push, push, push. Yeah, it's like After crap. We're point. doing all that tactical shit. When we hit challenging, you kind of need to, to be honest. Like you, you got to coordinate. Thing. Yeah. Occasionally, we do get into a weird point where it's like someone just starts repeating the things the uh, the announcer is already saying. It's like we are aware the announcer has said the thing. You can stop now. But uh good game I love it yeah absolutely <clears throat> but considering we are at the 30 minute mark we should probably stop laying praises on this game and let you play it yourselves cause fucking do it why not it's Would cheap I, as hell yeah I think it was like 60 bucks on Steam or something like that it, yeah it's not much it's not the price of a a triple A or yeah. a quadruple uh, A in Australia 60 bucks and that's pretty fucking good for Australia oh yeah that's fucking amazing especially for a for game this good yeah, absolutely. But there is one thing we should probably mention from this week, uh, which was the uh, addition of quadruple air gaming. Fucking Skull and Bones, what are you doing? <laughs> Skull and Bones is trying to put itself forward as a quadruple air game, despite being a shadow of what we wanted, a shadow of what they promised, and a 
boring piece of shit that even their own beta testers refuse to play because there's nothing to do. Yeah. That's a quadruple-A game. I really hope quadruple-A becomes a meme for a game that has had so much money pumped into it and has become so corporate that it's unplayable. Yeah. That's what I, think, I want this to be. That's the their legacy is, now. It doesn't even have all the mechanics. The game, it's ripping off. Yeah. Because like they, they already want, had it. It could have been a mod. They took all the mechanics from uh, Black Flag. Yeah. So, like, nothing's really that new. It's just, quote-unquote, polished up. Mm. Um, so that the the actual ship-to-ship -ship combat feels better. Okay, cool. Yeah. <clears throat> you can still board ships in this game. <laughs> it's a fucking cutscene. You it's don't actually board the fucking ship. Even on the cutscene, they don't board the ship. Like, it's that's the thing. So they haul it close, and then it ends. Like, did you board the ship? What happened? Like, it, oh. it's it's real bad man like I think it's like they, they have missed the mark so widely but they're still trying to claim it as not just a success but a game changing success yeah. it's like what are you doing guys no <laughs> this is not game changing and it, like if you'd put it out there and just let it happen it yeah. probably wouldn't be getting dunked on nearly as hard yeah we probably would have been like oh the vaporware game came out and moved on by now yeah, but the fact that the, that Ubisoft keeps pushing it and pushing it and oh. pushing it, like it's going to be this thing that's going to define the year. Sorry, yeah. Helldivers already did that. Um, Accidentally. Yeah, I know, right? Um, it it's just not going to happen. Like, yeah, just don't. It's no, just leave it be. Uh, let that one die. No one is paying attention. No, we Definitely don't care not. about it. It's not what we wanted. We're got. We were happy to let it die. You need to let it die as well. So, uh, we're just going to leave that one and quite... I will admit, uh, this week I am looking forward... I, uh, Skill Up's going to put out his review of it. Hmm. Apparently, it's not good. Um, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to seeing that review. Because he had two options. <clears throat> he got to play Skull and Bones or Helldivers. And he gave Helldivers oh. to his editor to review. Oh, he's probably kicking himself for that one. Yeah, yeah, he is. Wow. Jesus. <coughs> but on that, um, that is something we were going to talk about for the second half of this episode. Uh, like YouTube. Wait, wait, sorry, before we get into that, I did actually have one other piece of news. Ooh, news. Go. Um, I had to dig around and find it again. I knew it existed, but I had to get a hold of it. Uh, yeah. uh, CD Projekt Red is starting to get people together to work on Cyberpunk 2. Oh. They've gotten the narrative designer from Control. Oh, fuck yeah. And the narrative designer from KOTOR's uh, MMO. Oh, that could be entertaining. I remember no, you know, some of that being pretty fun. Got a couple really good people working on a, uh, looking to work on the uh, next Cyberpunk game. So, Is it going to be um, like a new region? Or is it going to be still... We there? don't know. We know nothing. Um, like, This is just they're getting these people to start working on it. Yeah. We don't know what it's for. I'm keen for that. That game was but, fun. You know, it's too. It's a good game that was definitely worth it after the 2.0 update. Yeah, and the Shadows of Liberty expansion. Yeah, but now you're coming in, going, okay, what are one of the ways we missed the mark? Story. Yeah, let's get some really good narrative designers to work on it for the follow-up. That'd be good. That, yeah, because the story and, wasn't great. It was entertaining, but it's just I think. 
getting those two people in particular is important because mm. you've got a person who's really good at the main character story design. Yeah. And you've got a guy who's really good at world design. Yeah, like expansive quests that don't just feel like go and hunt ten boars. Hurrah! Or even if they do, that it feels like that's what you should be doing. Yeah. So, I think those are two really good picks from them to go work on that. Hopefully mm. it pans out. I have high hopes. Uh, but at the same time, we'll see how they go. This will be their first launch after the, you know, the whole thing. Uh, the, 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 um, the next Witcher game will be the next thing they put out. Oh, yeah, that comes out. That's in a few years. I don't think we have a release date on that. But, uh, yeah, that's the next thing that, that CD Projekt Red's working on. That's why I'm only saying that they're getting these guys to start yeah. working on it. They haven't got anything to say. I'm, I'm assuming which is going to be at least like another three to four years at, at uh, least. They normally yeah. take a while. Uh, I mean, they've been working on it for a while. True. But they, they like to take their time with those kinds of things. Which, yeah, I get. Um, the question will be, are we going to be in, you know, dull brown, grey England area again? Or fancy colour place of Italy, which I loved that expansion. Uh, the expansion was like, what, wait, what's this expansion? Color! Oh, okay. This is beautiful. I love it. Uh, yeah, no, we got we got nothing. We got nothing. Yeah, no, that's fair. For that one. I, I don't think we know that that's first. what they're working on. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they learned not to hype themselves. Oh, yeah. They, uh, they burnt themselves already once. Just shut your power hole and let people know that you are working on it. More companies need to do that, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, I'm keen for that. That sounds fun. Yeah. Sorry. Just wanted to inject that one before we got on to the next uh, next thing. Yes. Uh, I mean, last time we talked about music and other stuff that you know we haven't really talked about before. Uh, and we realized we've never really talked about the kind of YouTube stuff or like media that we absorb. Mm. Uh, and honestly, I, I'm pretty sure we have very vastly different you know subscriptions <laughs> in our YouTube yeah. uh, mine is a lot of weird like true crime uh, as well as like creepy stuff for say like you know ghost videos and that I love that stuff I find it really fun um, but I also watch a lot of trash like mine is an absolute scatter show yeah I mean like, there's ones that we brought up multiple times on this show people like Skill Up and uh, Cull Jobs yeah, Coffeezilla. Um, uh, we've mentioned yeah. him before. Yes, we have. Um, so, you know, there's some that you've heard us talk about, but these are... I mean, one, we like to talk about people like Skill Up and, and Carl Jobs because, you know, Australians. Got yeah. a rep. Um, but, you know, we watch a lot of fucking random stuff. Mm. Um, I mean, like, it, it feels weird, but I've had a few people be kind of confused by it when I said it, when I say... I watched Game Grumps when Danny wasn't on it. Yeah, yeah, same. Like, we're, we're that old. Fuck. Uh, but like, I've watched um, some of my favorites. There is a, a chick um, whose channel is called Rotten Mango. She does, like, uh, international true crime. Really fun. Uh, enjoying that. But some of the other ones that pop up a lot that you got me into at one point was Mike Burnfire. Yeah. Um, and it's literally just two ex like ex army guys playing fallout uh, one was One's a, a marine one, one was, was a marine. marine um mike's the marine and yeah. zach was a small arms repairman yeah 
and they are just so <laughs> fun to listen to. I, I swear. love that the definition of small arms is anything from a small handgun up to the machine gun on a Bradley tank. Yeah. Yeah, it gets up to that. I love that. He's, he was so happy he got to do that because he just loves guns. And I am not a gun nerd, but listening to someone who is hyper-fixated on guns rant about guns is oh, really fun. You need to watch some of uh, Zach's current Twitch streams then. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I've because he's figured out that he can show his guns if he's cleaning them. Yeah. So now he I, busts out a gun, tears it down, and cleans it while he talks about the gun. Yeah. It's weirdly cathartic to listen to, I swear. Uh, but also, they have some just messed up stories. Their campfire story series is oh, really yeah. fun. Uh, but they're Do also yourself just, a favor and watch that. It's so That good. alone is the best in for their channel that I have seen. Uh, but that, and just coupled with playing Fallout uh, New Vegas and Fallout, th uh, Fallout 4, um, just running through mods... And they always highlight the mod at the end. Like, this is the yep. mods we're using. This is an in-depth thing. This is a narrative one. And yes, they will shit on things that are bad. And that's half the fun. Yeah. Like, I really enjoy it. Their current series is one of the uh, the new bounty um, mods. Which itself is a piss take on other bounty mods. And I'm really <laughs> enjoying it. Uh, that and Skyrim. I think they're still playing Skyrim. I, I would actually suggest anyone go back and if you can find it, go watch um, Mike's uh, Twitch channel mm. and watch him play um, Oblivion. I think he's because... got the entire amount of it on his, on the Mike Burnfire channel now. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, there's a playlist for it. It was so good because what he did is he was able to summon a dog. Yeah. And what he did is he made he decided that the dog was the personification of his Twitch chat. Yeah. Chatnock. <laughs> and they spend so much time giving him shit in character as Chatdog. It is amazing. It is so funny. Actually, as of a couple of days ago, he uploaded um, Oblivion without context, which is just a clip show, essentially, of all the times he's been doing Oblivion. And, like, a vast majority is Chatdog. Yeah, it is. It's so good. Uh, uh, although, another uh, YouTuber who actually uh, interacts with this chat very similarly to Mike is a guy called Doug Doug. Um, ah, yep, yep. He is... Well, he used to do reviews, but then he transferred over to doing Twitch stuff, and mm. his big thing is heavy integration of his chat to his game, the games he's playing. I do like that kind of stuff. So he does things like he's written code so the chat can put in commands and they can control the game. So he'll do things like, can you guys beat one level in the same amount of time it takes me to beat ten levels? Hmm. And stuff That's like that. It's really, really fun. And his Twitch chat is hilarious. There's one where he's trying... I think he's trying to drive across GDA, but all the cars are invisible and he can't hit any of them. <laughs> um, and in that one, it's a weird narrative starts where the idea is that all his Twitch chat is just people who are just divorced and need marriage counseling. Nice. That's amazing. It's... it's Bizarre the fiction of Doug Doug's chat. I love it. Um, there's another one I've been watching recently called Gunner TV. Uh, he's just like a generic frat guy from the US, but like a reformed frat guy, and I quite like that. But it's just him watching a bunch of the old uh, 90s reality TV shows on Gunner TV Live. So he did uh, Jury Duty, which is the one <coughs> where they uh, entire fake jury. Well, entire fake case, and one guy is just 
there with a bunch of actors uh, as well as the other version which was essentially a survivor-esque living in a fancy mansion um, thing where everyone's an actor except for one guy called the Joe Schmo Show it's pretty fun I like his his commentary his chat's a bit you know strange and fun and they roast him constantly always fun uh, one YouTube channel and again another one I got you into mm. uh, that we've mentioned recently a couple of times uh, Isandir and Coda Best channel for 40k long. Oh, yeah. I, I like, fell down that There's a few other ones I could tell you to go look at, but nothing's going to entertain the same way Asander and Kona do. They, they know do, how right. to keep an audience. Mm, I wish we were half as good as they are. They are amazing. Oh, fuck yeah. Absolutely. I, I wish we had, like, half the screen poise that they have. Uh, who else do I watch? IGP is really fun for anything SCP-related. Uh, he plays yeah. a lot of the SCP games and that kind of stuff, and Actually, he knows like, so much about it. There's a, a channel called The Rubber. That sounds um, familiar. He does SCP videos, but the idea uh, is that his character is a, a personification of an eraser. Oh, nice. That's brilliant. Um, uh, I've got to run, run off a couple of channels that all do the same kind of content. That's why I like them. They tend to be guys who do long-form um, video breakdowns. Yeah. Um, your favorite son, mm. um, Noah Cadwell, and Budget's gone disappeared on me now. Um, to a lesser degree, uh, he actually does game sort of reviews. Uh, Mandalore Gaming. They all do like these long form um, videos on on various topics. The mm. game series. Um, Noah Cadwell's my favorite. He does like six hour videos. Nice. Um, and your favorite son is another one that he what he does is he'll do like series videos but he'll do like game one game two game three game four and then cut it all together oh ah, that's pretty so cool once he finishes a series he'll make a series video so you can just watch the whole thing in one go yeah it's nice. he's really good I really like um, your favorite son um, but I would like I said if I could get more eyeballs to look at Noah Cadwell I would mm. he is hands down oh, yeah. amazing and my favorite video game essayist uh back to spruiking a couple of other Aussies there's Rimmy Down Under um, oh fuck yeah Rimmy I love discount Rimmy. uh what is it uh Chinese knockoff Womble yeah I, I love the fact that he is just discount Womble but he's really good he posts more regularly that's why we love oh, yeah, him he more does. Yeah, Rimmy uh, Down Under is great fun uh he's a strange Aussie man and we love him for it yes yes uh, we do another Aussie who I'm pretty sure you wouldn't know about because uh, you don't really watch the same kind of weird shit I do. Uh, Slapped Ham. So I watch a lot of the compilations of like weird spooky videos and that kind of shit that pop up. You know, aliens are coming. That kind of, I love that stuff. Um, but he's an Australian guy who does all that stuff, posts really regularly and gets a lot of stuff before most other people. Uh, and I really enjoy his stuff. He's very, very nice to listen to. But. Uh, and while we're spruiking Australian guys, uh, how ridiculous! Yes, how ridiculous is good um, fun. A lot of people will probably have thought they were the um, fuck. There's another YouTube channel who's all about like perfect shots. Um, a lot of people think they're them because they've done videos where they've like gone out to the desert and thrown a basketball from a chopper and made a hoop. Yeah, um, they've been around for ages. They actually they often operate out of a out of a science facility in. Uh, Perth, because they have nice. a big tower you can drop things off. Yeah, that's awesome. 
So, you know, they drop a lot of stuff. Um, uh, they are very fun, and they do a lot yeah. of over-the-top, really, really dumb shit. Like, mm. they wanted to, uh, you know, essentially do, like, a big baseball bat. So they scaled it up really huge, put it on a giant rotor, and they do just like, cool, there you go. It's an oversized baseball bat we can throw, like, a whole watermelon at. Yeah. Uh, and then there's, like, Friendly Geordies. Um, he's had some weird shit pop up recently, but he's always good to watch. Yeah, he's uh, a little quiet right now, but there's a good reason for that. There's a very good reason for that. Uh, the only re- reaction stuff I watch is Gunner, and I actually watch a decent amount of Charlotte Debray. I actually kind of find her very funny. Uh, I don't really watch reaction content. It's they're the only ones I really watch, and it's just because I really like drama in certain things, so... Like, watching Karens get their comeuppance and that kind of stuff is always entertaining. Oh, look, I've been known to, to just randomly look up that sort of stuff. Um, I have a couple of um, things that are just... Like, Unluggy is one that I have on there, and that's just Karen videos. So every co- you get that itch, like, I'm going to go catch up on Unluggy and see what goes on. Um, you know a channel I really wish wasn't dead? Which one? Glove and Boots. Yes, I miss Glove and Boots. They were great. Absolutely amazing. Unfortunately, oh. they fell afoul of. Um, they didn't understand. Like, it's actually something I learned from Club and Boots because they explained what happened. Hmm. Um, they inadvertently hemorrhaged their own community. Yeah, because they found that people were reposting their videos to to Facebook, so they made a Facebook group and started posting the videos there to try and combat it. Hmm. Not reeling that all it did is split their community. Now it wasn't enough people on. YouTube or Facebook to support them. Yeah, pretty um, much. Which is unfortunate. It's sad. I, uh, look, it all the videos great. are still up, and if you want to laugh, 100% go check it out. Their stuff it's, is so freaking funny. It's like discount Muppets. I love it so much. Yeah. Like, yeah. Glove and Boots are great. I'm probably going to binge watch some Glove and Boots after this, to be honest. Like, I, I would say know. that's a good idea. Um, yeah. It, it, it gives you that nice, warm, fuzzy feeling that the old Muppet show used to give but in a new format. It's like, yes, I like this. Yeah. Um, absolutely love those guys. I wish I could somehow reach into the internet and resurrect their channel. Oh, fuck yeah, um, great. But it's not an option, unfortunately. Hey, one day. Maybe they'll come back as something different, but, you know, keep an eye on it. They'll release something, maybe. Um... Um, but they made I, all their own puppets and stuff. It was great. I got really into watching um, uh, speedrunning stuff, and probably the best channel for that is one called Summoning Salt. Hmm. Fair. I never quite got into speedrunning myself. Um, I, I would suggest checking out um, Summoning Salt's videos if you, you kind of want to get into it a little bit. Hmm. Because um, he does really high-quality videos where he goes through like all the record history of like a game yeah um and like he'll break it down really really well like he'll tell you what all the tricks they're doing why something's really challenging he has mm. a really great video on like um blindfolded uh punch out yeah uh and how people had to like muscle memory stuff and learn the audio cues and stuff that people generally didn't listen to 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 figure out what's going on on the screen when they can't see it yeah it's really really good he does a very very high quality video I nice. That's good. I, um, I know uh, both me and John Doe are massive conspiracy nuts because we love that shit. It's so much fun. Yeah. To, it's fun to watch because 
I find it interesting, but at the same time, I love poking holes in conspiracy theories. Uh, so I watch a lot of that kind of stuff, which is like slapped ham and that kind of thing. But the big one I love that I got uh, John Doe addicted to is a guy called The Y Files. And the way he tells everything is he starts off telling the conspiracy in a narrative format, the way it's you know meant to be portrayed. And at the end, he goes like, all right, is this true? Probably not, and here's why. And he goes through reasons to debunk it and that kind of thing. He is a believer in certain stuff, but he does write by it in a way. He does it the scientific way of, there's no evidence for this. We can't say yes or no. So it's I inconclusive. I have checked out the Y-Files. I'm not as enamored with it because I found a few too many of his videos were kind of like same, same, but slightly different. Some of them, absolutely. Uh, there was like, but... aliens in DC, aliens on the moon, aliens question mark. To like, be honest, yeah. that is mostly the conspiracy like thing that's out there at the moment. Like, everyone's I mean, I get it, but again. like for me, it wasn't it, like that was what stopped me watching the Y Files. Yeah, no, I get it that like if that's your thing and you love every single conspiracy, you want every one of them, dude. Channel's amazing. Oh, the yeah. way that guy presents is excellent. The way he presents everything in a nice format is very fun. I enjoy it, but at the same time, it's I, I'm that person who'll sit there laughing at anyone who believes in chemtrails. Uh, it's just I find that shit funny. It's like oh, they're using chemtrails to disperse chemicals. Like it's the government. They have access to your water. Like, why would they go through a third party to dump chemicals and just put it in the water supply? They already did. They put the fluoride in that's controlling your mind. Man, they need to up that shit, because, like, it's not working. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I watch a lot of channels that just fuck with video games. Yeah, fair. Um, Let's Game It Out's probably my favorite one. Yeah, that's always uh, a fun one. The other one I like watching is one called The Backlogs. Um, yeah. He tends to do more challenging type videos, where it'll be like, you know unnecessarily hamstring himself yeah but i they're really fun the dude's a great presenter yeah um, i've a seen a of few fun. of those because you've linked me a couple and they are very fun i've quite enjoyed them uh we have mentioned discount womble we should actually mention soviet womble yeah um, of course because soviet womble the bullshittery series is so much fun it's just a few guys scattered around britain and the uk uh, gaming together as a um, a clan, uh, the Zero Fucks clan, and they're really fun. Like their stuff, he does like hyper condensed and edited stuff on YouTube, but he does have a Twitch channel which is just dumped of vods and that kind of stuff. And some of the stuff on his Twitch never makes it to YouTube. Yeah, and like, some I of have... it is so fucking funny. Oh, I I have listened to a lot of his vods in the background while working. Despite, like, there are entire sections where he's just quiet, because he does what I do when, when gaming. If I'm not paying attention, I zone out and get quiet. Um, which is why I need someone else to bounce off. So, the Counter-Strike ones and ones where they're playing with, like, Cyanide and stuff are much better, because they're constantly bouncing and riffing on each other. Uh, but yeah, good times. I like Womble. I wish he'd upload more, but that's... Basically, his entire community wants him to upload more. Yeah. Unfortunately, he found more success with streaming than um, YouTube. And well, that's not just fair. that, but it's um, he was actually putting a lot of effort into animations and stuff uh, for his more recent bullshitteries. Yeah. So he was trying to up production value of the bullshittery series, and I, I quite commend that. That was really well, good. Well, given the fact that he talks to his... Like, he has discussions with his Patreons and the whatnot, so it's mm. what they're paying him to do. Yeah. Pretty much, and I'm enjoying anything he puts out. It's like one of those things where I'm happy to wait for the quality we get. I would like it to be more often, uh, but at the same time, 
I'm okay waiting. Uh, uh, I feel like we can't talk about YouTubers without talking about my favorite Australian YouTuber. Fair. I did a thing. Ah, yes, I did a thing. This dude's great. a fucking maniac, and I, like, everything he does, it's like, surely this guy's gonna be in, like, the state somewhere where no one cares what you do. No, motherfucker's Australian. Yeah. I like, haven't he, caught him yet. He has, like, really simple videos where, like, you know, can he run it, move a jump rope fast enough to block rain? Can he carve a spoon using only a spoon? And then there's things like he made a giant Beyblade or a bullet-powered hammer. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? What? <laughs> he has to be in, like, rural New South Wales somewhere, I swear to God. I mean, he did go to the States to do it, but he did put a gun on one of those spot dogs. Yeah. Yeah. That was fucking amazing. Yeah. The dude's insane. Would absolutely recommend. And I and love the fact that he, like, in every video, he's barefoot. Yeah. Every time. But we would be remiss if we didn't mention, um, like, the, the abridged guys on YouTube. There's a few of them out there which are really fun. Uh, like, Mark and uh, the Smuckers? Yeah. Uh, the Smuckers, um... Oh, there was, like... Sword Art Online Abridged was great. Like, the guys who did Dragon Ball Z Abridged, uh, Team oh, Four Star. Of course, Star. Team Hell, like, They did Helsing Abridged as well. They eventually folded that in. All amazing things to watch. And if we're talking about them, we have to mention Vizipop, which is the person doing Hell the Boss. Fucking great stuff. Really loving that. Yeah. Haven't got round to watching Has Been Hotel at the moment, but I've heard it's a bit of a mixed review because it got a bit corporatized. Uh, um, look, it's got a bit corporatized, and I think they tried to put too much in. Yeah. Are you, like, I don't want to do a synopsis for it right now because, like, we're still a little close to it coming out, and people are still probably mm. watching it. But they, they do, like, in, like, the last four episodes, they cram way too much stuff through it in one go. Yeah. They could have done with maybe two or three extra episodes to let it breathe a little, and I think it would have worked a little better. Yeah. So it's sort of like, it's good, but... I mean, it was, it was going onto a actual service, so I, I always figured they'd have to turn it down as opposed to what Hell the Boss is. Um, oh, look, I would unabashedly tell people to go watch Hell of a Boss. Oh, yeah, much, that much more and fun. so fucking good. But... Like, some of the stuff that pops up under fair use is very well done. The abridged stuff uh, is great. Hell of a Boss isn't really under fair use because it's all their own stuff, but it's so much fun. And the like, whoever's, like, writing it is on point. They're, they're kind of hitting all of our traumas from our generation. Oh, yeah. It's like, why would you do this? You're a monster. Uh, I inflict that on anyone I have not inflicted on before uh, as best I can because it's great. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, what other nonsense do I watch? Yeah, I think at this point I'm starting to get into, like, the, a bit of the weeds of, like, you know, random channels that I have on here that might have been here for a while. They don't upload yeah. hugely often. Or they're just, like, shit poster um, types yeah. of accounts. Like, I watch the content done by the Russian Badger, which is yeah. mostly just him just being a shit poster in various video games. Yeah. I mean, the like... dude does not take himself seriously in the slightest. This is but he also, he's very upfront about, like, he spent way too much money to get his videos to the level that they're at. Yeah. He bought a, something like a three grand fucking motion capture suit. 
so that he could do motion capture so that he didn't have to animate um, all his all the characters when he does various videos yeah so I, you know the dude's fucking loaded he's you know trust fund idiot whatever but the dude's funny oh yeah like I I watch um what is it Penguin Zero um like, oh yeah uh, voice critical voice critical I love his stuff he he reminds me so much of a guy we went to uni with uh, long hair Jared yeah um like he just fits that niche and it's actually dude, really weird watching him because I started watching him back when like his biggest achievement was owning the biggest dildo yeah yeah it's and amazing. now it's like he he's regularly known for like taking down shitty YouTubers. Yeah, and I really enjoy watching that stuff. It's fucking great. Yeah. Um, but, like, that, I watch... Uh, there's a guy called Mr. Bolin. Um, if you like listening to, like, spooky stories or, um, like, true crime stuff, in like, someone who has a very nice voice, <coughs> Mr. Bolin's great. Um, they're really fun. He's, like, an ex-army guy, so he's got, like, a nice cadence to him. He can just keep talking at a decent monotone but with enough emphasis to keep you engaged. Very good. I can highly recommend a channel called Dosh Doshington. That sounds fun. He, uh, he basically plays... I, I, I don't know the, the, the tactful way to put it, but it, it feels like someone who, like, really just loves, like, massively complicated stuff and then slowly tearing it apart. Yeah. He's most known for playing uh, a lot of Factorio, but, like, he's played a lot of other, like, high-difficulty sort of games, like, um, La Milana, mm. uh, which is just... Watching his video on that was like, how the fuck did anyone ever finish this goddamn game? Like, like the game almost lies to you. Almost. Yeah. It doesn't, but it gets really fucking close. Uh, I would... Like, we should probably mention Overly Sarcastic Productions. Uh, they do some amazing stuff. Um... Primarily, they do a lot of history and mythology, but it's in, like, a nice animated way of doing things. Their Tales of the Monkey King series is so much fun. Um, What's their channel actually called? Overly Sarcastic Productions. Oh, yeah, that was it. And it's great. I love their stuff. Uh, it's very well animated, very if well If you don't watch spoken. any of their other stuff, it's very interesting. Just watch the Monkey King. Oh, the Monkey King stuff is amazing. Uh, their, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Journey to the West. Yeah, um, uh, is amazing. It's so well written. The the red has such a good voice to do the whole mm, thing with. Yeah, it's amazing. And I'm just gonna say because I fell down the rabbit hole and got far too many of my friends addicted to the story. Uh, but Dingo Doodles, um, she's an animator who does animatic style, so very short, jagged animation, but very well done. And it's all a D and D campaign which she started halfway through. Uh, so she started animating and telling the story at a halfway point. And from there, has just gone forward, and it starts off being, I summoned a terrace with karaoke. Lol, 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 lol. And then gets into very deep character, like, you know, stuff, and it's so fun. I fell way down <laughs> that rabbit hole. I paid to their Kickstarter just to get the campaign setting. I love their stuff. It's good. Um, I... Like, I cannot not recommend people go watch stuff by Super Eye Patch Wolf. Yeah. Absolutely. He is... <coughs> <coughs> Pardon, I'm dying. 
Um, he does these massive long videos on various topics, but they're really well researched. He's so good. He's another one of those people who just has a wonderful way about presenting what he's going to talk about. Mm. So, like, he did one that was, like, about what the fandom did to Undertale. Now, I never got caught up in the Undertale fervor. Me neither, actually. I managed to avoid um, it. But watching a video presented by him, it's just like, wow, that's really well done and presented in a way that even I'm engaged and I'm not a fan of the product. Yeah. Um, would absolutely recommend checking out um, Super Eye Patch World. And I mean, like, I feel like at this point we're just getting into, like, the backlogs of stuff we, we love but don't always put out stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, the things that are sporadic. I mean, stuff like Folding Ideas, they put out long videos. Like, the one they're most known for is The Line Must Go Up, where he breaks down why NFTs are garbage. Mm. Um, Barnaby Dixon's really good. Actually, I don't know. If, have you watched any of his stuff recently? I don't think I have in a, a recent months, actually. Uh, so, he's actually currently doing a project where he's taking his most popular character, Dab Chick, mm. um, who the plastic and stuff that makes up his body is breaking down. So yeah. he wants to make he wants to one scale him up so he can get more detail, um, and two make him out of three D printed materials so that it's easier for him to replace parts if they ever break or get lost or whatever. Yeah, and currently he's doing a big video series about him trying to create this new three D printed dab chick. Nice, love um, for that. But he does all like little hand puppets. They're amazingly animated. He's so good. Um, he basically came up with how to make them move and grab like they can pick things up it's really really clever what he did with puppets yeah um, i've actually seen a lot of his like tiktoky stuff because i yeah he popped up there doing like music stuff and a few other things it was so good uh there's another guy uh alex Steele. he does blacksmithing he's really fun um he's kind of entertains me a little less now than he used to because i watched him really early on when like he made a lot of mistakes yeah and i loved watching him learn now he's really good at it, so it's like, eh, is the project he's currently working on interesting? No, nah, alright, I'll see you next project. Yeah. But, yeah. I do always come back and check what projects he's working on, so, you know, I am still pretty into what he does. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and there's another guy who's a New Zealander called Many Kudos, who just does really weird and random videos, but again, wonderful presenter. It, there's something to be mm. said for someone who's just interesting to listen to. Yeah. Honestly, that's half the people in my... Like subscriptions, just interesting to oh, listen yeah. to and zone out and just absorb information. Absolutely, yeah. I I would easily say that. Um, uh, oh, can't go past um Carl Hill. Yeah, um, Carl Hill's great. Yeah, wonderful science breakdowns. I love his big series is about like you know nuclear accidents and things. They're very interesting to listen to. Um, the best one I listened to is the one on the Demon Core. Hmm. Um, I mean. Yeah, feel free to jump in here, swoosh. Uh, like, Otherwise, yeah, think... I'll just keep ranting about random fucking people. Oh, honestly, we're past now. I think the last thing I, I would mention again uh, in more detail is just more stuff on Carl Jobs. Like, I only recently got into him because you put him on, you put me onto him. Yeah. I love his stuff. It's so yeah. good. Carl and again, himself. another Australian, so I actually understand the accent and I can get more information out of it. It's great. I know, right? There's just something weird about it that's like, and the f oh, I mean, Carl Jobs, another dude who I, I mean, like I know we keep bringing him up in relation to um, Billy Mitchell and yeah. the stuff with um, the Completionist, but yeah. the dude's actual video output is actually about speedrunning. 
Yeah, primarily it's speedrunning, but recently he's like, no, these things are fucked, we're gonna talk about them. Yeah. And I love that. It's great. Uh, worth a watch. Yeah, 100%. Definitely check out our boy Carl. Yeah. But, like, all the stuff I've mentioned, like, my taste is probably not gonna be, like, the same taste as anyone else. If you enjoy it, I I'm happy I've thrown people at you. It's good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you find shit you think we might like, put it somewhere. We'll probably find it. Yeah. Oh, actually, a really weird one that I got weirdly into, and I have no idea why. Um, it's just—it's a channel called 3D Bot Maker. What they do is they just get like little, uh, like Hot Wheels cars, mm. and run them on a track, but they treat the whole thing like it's an actual drag race. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's really fun. Like they have commentators and everything. It's really weirdly entertaining. Nice. Just watching these little stuff, these little Hot Wheel cars go around a track. Well, people talk about, like, there's someone driving the car. Nice. I'm actually going to get around to trying to find a certain guy on YouTube, because I think he's around somewhere. He takes Warhammer 40k stuff and then makes it into remote-controlled stuff. So he has, like, a little remote-controlled orc truck. Looks amazing. That's But my my favorite is he's made a, uh, a towel tank with a little tiny drone so it can actually fly around. It's like, oh, that's brilliant. Dope. I love it. This is so good. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, I need to find him on YouTube just to see, like, the full in-depth stuff. Yeah. They're, they're the things that we lose ourselves to, essentially. And there's many, many more. I could just, like, run off names and channels mm. and things. And maybe people, like, you know, like, CV11, if you like boomer shooters. Yeah. Um, Vadi does mostly uh, Dark Souls stuff, or although I think there are people, like, better than Vadi. Mm. Um, I, I subscribe to Anton Hand. He's the guy who does the development for Hot Dog Souls using hand grenades. It's really interesting. Uh, Sabersmark does, like, reviews of TV shows. Blue Jay does history stuff. If you like, um... Uh, overly simplified, you'd probably like Blue Jay. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, I can just go... Uh, up is not... Oh, man! How did we get up through is this not whole down, thing and not fuck. talk about Up is not jump? That how did dude we is amazing! God damn it. How, uh, I, I feel bad now. Um, I watch a, a dude who does uh, sword fighting stuff called Shadowversity. Another Australian guy. Yeah. Um, Small Ant does challenge runs for mostly Pokemon. CCP Grey does lots of very informative videos. I watch Brett and Link. You know, there's just shitloads that I watch for different things. Oh, yeah. So um, much media that we consume. All ones that I've favorited so they show up more when I do, like, when I'm watching, like, shorts. Like, I watch, I've subbed to this guy called uh, Fredo on TV because his yeah. shorts are amazing. I love his stuff. Post long form content. I just subbed him so it would be more likely to show up on my list. I found him on Instagram <laughs> and I follow him on there, but he's also on YouTube, so he's popped up there on like my feed. Like, yes, it's great. More and then you've got um, more adult like animation stuff, like Flash Kits and Meat Canyon. Mm. Flash um, Kits, I still love some of the stuff. Uh, just... He's got his own series now that's coming out, which is Space King. Yeah, they're, they're finally watch. doing their own version of 40k. Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, not 40k. It's it's a space king. Yeah. It's okay, but it um, it, it looks so really... very Rick and Morty at times. But at the same time, it's they're got that Detective lovely Pikachu flash ones are my favorite. Oh, they're so good. Oh, they're so fucking good. Uh, flash has been around for so long as well. Oh yeah, they have. I love it. And yeah, there's people like Tomska who still puts out really good videos. Yeah, his skits are still pretty good. I really enjoy his stuff. I was watching Dark Squidge, which is his back end side of things yeah more of a daily vlog kind of thing i always enjoyed that stuff uh, he's a funny guy i like his things oh i've got a 
him another Australian guy, uh, Macedo Pants. Um, oh, I remember he, that from ages ago. Uh, he's currently he's stuck playing. Um, uh, what's that? Um, that one where you drive a car in Sweden. Oh, um, my son of car. I can't remember the actual name of it. Um, he did a he did a stream where like people could, could like he was gonna do laps of the the town in the car, mm. um, but people could donate to increase the amount of distance he was doing. Yeah, and it got to such an unreasonable level that he had to stop it, and then it was like, okay, we're not increasing it anymore. Your donations can do things to fuck me up, but I'm just gonna drive the case that we've already got. Yeah, that that reminds me of um. There was a Twitch streamer, I, I think they're still going around, which was um, Finster, which was uh, a guy who was just streaming and was like, you know what, if I get enough subs, I'll start wearing women's clothing. And they did it. And now, basically his chat has turned him into a full fanboy. And it's fucking hilarious and amazing. I love it. Like, ah, so much fun. Yeah, that, like like I said, there's piles more we could talk about if we want Oh, definitely. To. But they're probably like the highlights, like they're channels that like when I see uploads happen, I'm like watching that. Oh, definitely. They're the ones I'm like, yes, I, I see in content from you, I'm gonna put that in the queue, I'm gonna do the thing. Yeah, pretty much. Well, we're well out past now, so I think we'll wrap things up for this week. Yeah. Y'all have a good one. Bye. <laughs>